guys, welcome back to Glow Up Syndrome, episode 10. So as you know, this first season is comprised of 10 episodes and episode 11 will come out in like probably just a few weeks when I release season 2. Honestly, I don't really need like a break break, but I would like to work on promoting the podcast and just making sure that everything works seamlessly. And I also want to fix like our intro outro audio, just the little things, you know, like just to make the podcast a little better in between seasons. I don't normally get the time to do that when I'm busy actually like recording episodes every week. So I will also record, re-record the first and second episodes just because I'm a perfectionist like that and I don't like the audio quality. But anyway, today we are answering... I don't know how many questions. We're answering a couple questions. And yeah, these were sent in through Instagram, through the Geneva chat. Um, If your question is in here, I hope the answer is helpful. So let's just get straight into it. Question one, take us through your morning routine. Okay, well, because it's summer, my morning routine is very different from what it usually is. I will wake up around 9 or 10 a.m., make my bed, brush my teeth, put in my contacts because I'm like half blind. (laughs) I don't do my skincare in the mornings. It's more of like a night ritual because it like relaxes me before I sleep. So in the morning, I don't do that. I will do my five-minute journal, of course. I will plan out my day. I have a really cute planner that makes it a bit fun. (laughs) And then I'll get food because food is like my motivation for everything in life. It's kind of hard not to get up and like not think of food. I'm like, oh, I can get breakfast this morning or lunch if I wake up late. And like, that's it. That's all you need to get me out of bed, you know? Recently, though, I started reading in bed while putting on some lo-fi music. I am actually kind of disappointed I didn't start doing this sooner in the summer because it's like really like it's really the vibes. I was in a reading funk for a couple months. I've been in a reading funk since like May. Um, But this is freaking amazing. I just found a really easy Colleen Hoover read. I know, don't diss me guys, but you know, it's so nice to just get lost in that world for a second. Getting out of bed is like so hard. And by the time I normally get myself out of bed, I'm like on a time crunch to get my work done already. So this newer part of my routine, even though it takes a lot of extra effort, I really do enjoy it like something nice in my day and not like just like complete misery doing work from like the minute the day starts you know (laughs) i haven't figured out quite how to get it going yet like more often but i want to and i will let you guys know next season how that habit turns out question two why did you want to start a podcast and help girls on their wellness journey okay so i honestly feel like it was just I'm, I'm shocked I didn't come to the realization sooner. I honestly feel like I have so much to share. You know, I I think I've mentioned this before, but I, I thought of vlogging for a couple of years. And I just, every time I would try, I just, I don't know. I get very self-conscious looking at my face, like moving and like, you know, my teeth are very like misaligned and stuff. And I just get, I'm a perfectionist, so I get bothered. But also I legitimately have like so much to share. So, you know, it, it took like, a lot of convincing from like a lot of friends a lot of acquaintances and then a few months ago yeah it got to the point where so many people were trying to get me to 
start this podcast and i was like it's true like i just the hardest part is literally just starting once i do i know i'm gonna be happy about it but one thing that stopped me in my tracks was like at first was like why would anyone want to listen to me you know like i'm i don't have a necessarily significant following anywhere i'm just a girl in college you know but then at the same time a part of me is just like aching to share what i know like actually aching like i have so much to talk about and i don't know what it is i just have so much experience and knowledge to share and i think it would be a shame for me not to do so like a personal shame like i would feel regret from this misaction you know in terms of why i made it about wellness i feel like before i started this podcast I got into several other podcasts that were focused on wellness and they helped me and it just makes sense like I study psychology and actually want to be a therapist which requires so much education certification all of that I am working towards that but I realized that starting a pod is actually a way for me to start helping people already like why wait right okay question three what's your biggest dream honestly my dreams are nothing unique I feel like people ask this question and expect it to be like something like really like fantastical but you know I've always while I've always known that somewhere deep down that I was going to someday like make a difference and I still know I will I'm not chasing after money or fame success sure in some senses because like I want the fulfillment of knowing all my hard work has paid off but like over and above all of that I really just want to someday live a simple and happy life you know, like the picket fence dream, I guess. So for some reason, I picture living in like LA or something, walking down the street to my place of work with like a smoothie or a matcha in my hand with post-workout endorphins. It's very specific. I know I would know in my heart that my job is making a difference, that my income is stable enough for me to enjoy my life, but not too much for me to rot in it. And I would know that I have a safe space at home to return to, you know, just the family. So the funny thing is, I didn't actually want all of that until recently. So I guess I'm just getting older and reaching that age, which it makes me want to cringe a little bit. But like, I've learned that, you know, like money, fame, like you have to have a balance in life. Too much of anything will make you unhappy. These are just patterns that you notice as you observe. So, okay, question four, what are your post-graduation plans? I'm kind of set on going to graduate school. I'm currently applying for master's programs and like maybe one or two doctorate programs um, in like mental health or counseling. I obviously probably won't get into the doctorate programs right out of undergrad. But I'm going to apply anyway and just shoot my shot. If it doesn't work out, I'll reapply in the future. Why I am going into graduate school right after undergrad, I don't think I feel safe putting a pause on my education without the safety of at least a master's degree to at least fall back on. The real world has always kind of scared me and school is the one thing that I know I'm good at. So in my head, it's like, take advantage of it to lead you to stability and success, I guess. But I, yeah, I am on my last year of undergrad. So the next few months, I will be submitting these applications like around October, December time. Right now, I'm actually currently finalizing all of my personal statements just because I know fourth year will bring on a lot of stress and I'm trying to get ahead of the curve. You know, I don't want to do all of this stuff while I'm focusing on my fourth year requirements. So, you know that real audio that's like, why would I do the same thing everyone else is doing if I want to end up somewhere else? I guess it's basically the motive of me starting early. If I want to be better, I got to do better, you know? Question five, 
how is your pinterest summer going wow um it's been going amazing despite you know i do have a lot of work going on this summer but the vibes are absolutely there i went to the beach at the start of july i've been living in the philippines you know my where i grew up which you know we have tropical weather i've been able to maintain a good routine because my work is remote what else um obviously how can i not say this but summer i turned pretty barbie movie speak now i can see you music video eras tour tickets um also guys can i just say the lotners they're so fucking cool actually like i saw their stuff with taylor online and then i just like well with taylor swift online and then i just started stalking them and i found out they have a podcast called the squeeze which i'm just gonna like tune into at some point we'll see question six this is an important question guys i get asked this so much did you get eras tour tickets okay before i well okay given how excited i am i think you guys know that i did get them story time though is you know when the registrations for the ticket sales the international ticket sales came out obviously i registered on my phone um this was like 2 a.m i registered using my phone for two locations edinburgh and lisbon i was like okay i know it's competitive so i'm going to maximize my chances but dumbass me didn't realize that i should probably also register like other people have using several emails and so i only registered with one email per location giving me only like what like two chances to go see her um not even to go see her to like get access to the ticket sales which i know is like a lottery and i don't know why i didn't know but i didn't know but luck was on my side and I did get sale access to the Lisbon sale. I, I got Lisbon because my family has an apartment there and I can easily just fly there. Like it's a two to three hour flight from Edinburgh where I study. I am disappointed though. I didn't get access sale, like sale access to Edinburgh just because it's like it would have been amazing to see her perform in my city. But, you know, at least you know, I realized how lucky I am that I can see her at all. I did pay like a shit ton. So the next part of the story is that when the, when it was time for the sale, you know, I was ready to go. But then two hours passed and wow, I just, like my screen, you guys would not believe my screen flashed white. It went straight to the tickets link site, whatever. And then the fucking screen said server cannot be reached and within five seconds it redirected me back to the queue which had no numbers by the way it was really frustrating i know it was like this in australia as well and then i kind of just lost hope but i stayed waiting with four devices my sister was helping me out finally after another 45 minutes let's say my phone loaded the the link and I sped through it. We had 12 minutes, but I was freaking out that something would go wrong, that something would crash. And so I did everything in my power like to go as fast as I could to get the tickets. I tried the cheaper options, guys, for like two tickets and they were all sold out. And so I panicked even though I had 10 minutes left and I went straight to the bottom and went to the cheapest VIP option and I bought two tickets for VIP and it worked. I got the tickets. I was thinking tickets before money. We'll figure out the money later. And yeah, here we are with that problem. But at least I got Eris tour tickets. So if you're going to Lisbon, let me know. My second ticket will be going to a friend, so I'm not selling it 
at the moment i'm so sorry if something happens that i do manage to get another ticket i might do a giveaway for the pod okay let's move on question seven how do you balance your insane workload this is an interesting question because i don't really know how to answer it fully but i get asked it a lot so let's have at it i think i've always just been a type a personality so i'll describe to you guys what that entails instead we're planners i plan everything to the t sometimes i even timetable my day and i get stressed when i'm behind on my timetable for the day that does help with getting things done i get stressed about stress before i experience it which isn't necessarily a good thing but it does mean i procrastinate and by the time the deadline comes i'm kind of bored with like no work left to do so think of it as experiencing procrastination stress like earlier down the timeline lastly i really prioritize this is something i've learned to do only recently i used to get burned out a lot i genuinely used to try to do everything and again as i detail in some of my earlier episodes i think my first episode specifically i finally reached a massive period of burnout in my second year of uni and trust me you do not want to get there so now i try to focus on balancing my actual work with tasks that make me happy for example this week i had a break like a full day break to just watch the barbie movie with my friends just little things like that you know question eight how do you manage stress or anxiety okay i've always had really bad anxiety for as long as i can remember actually and i think that goes hand in hand with me being a type a person but growing up i was actually diagnosed with the rarest form of social anxiety for years and i think i'm gonna save that experience for a later episode because i'm not quite sure how to articulate that huge time in my life yet but i think what i mean to say here is that when you've dealt with something for so long if you want to live your life and achieve your goals you're kind of forced to overcome it at some point Parts of this process, for me, honestly, I don't even fully understand yet. And that's part of the reason I am studying psychology today is because there's so much we don't know yet. There's so much, even though we think we know, we don't. But I think I can pinpoint a few things in if you're looking for technique-specific advice, which is deep breathing or meditation, cultivating a safe space, even just having a place in your mind that you know makes you happy and thinking about that when you're anxious. Um, also, Taking a step back from your source of overwhelm, stuff like reading or watching, which I know is kind of escapism, but it helps me to have a way to stop my thoughts from being too much because the thing with anxiety is that sometimes you just have to tune out. Sometimes I know that the problem is genuinely that my thoughts are just overtaking me and there's nothing productive behind them anymore. I actually just recorded an episode that kind of details this a bit more. If you want to hear a more detailed answer, go tune in to episode 9. Question 9 is, do you have any tips on managing social anxiety and putting yourself out there? I'm currently on a journey to get out of my comfort zone because I do know I'm missing out on a lot. So my biggest tip is fake it till you make it. No one actually knows what they're doing when it's something new to them. I know that my fears and anxieties will just sit there. If I don't do something about them, I think I reached the breaking point of knowing something had to change because I quite literally sat with my own anxieties for years and I think I can say that it ruined my childhood. I don't think I properly started living my life until I broke out of that spell when I was like 12 years old. So in some ways, I actually feel like 
I'm behind in life and I truly sometimes wish that I started sooner. My motivation is having that feeling of I don't ever want to regret my inactions ever again. That really pushes me outside of my comfort zone every single day. For example, if you are approaching a new person at a party or even just going to a party for the first time, you know, you can just go up to someone, you can feel the fear and do it anyway because at the end of the day, you're going to come back home feeling more regret if you didn't go up to them than if you did or if you didn't do that action compared to if you did. Also, it doesn't have to be an insanely outgoing event. Know that there are different types of social events for different energies. And now that I'm older, I like to reserve my energy for the types of socials that actually make me happy and fulfilled. I know that dancing in a sweaty room might actually make me more nervous because I don't actually enjoy it. But then going out for lunch and shopping with some friends is nice because it's a relaxed environment. Question 10. Do you easily accept compliments? And if so, how do you do so without feeling weird? I sometimes struggle to accept it. My answer is, I do not, in fact, easily accept compliments. This is something that I think we all work on as we get older. I've always had self-esteem issues, as we probably all do. So sometimes a person will say, wow, you're so pretty. And I'll literally in my head excuse that compliment for the fact that they're just trying to be nice or something. Or I'll compare myself to others. So I have two things to say to this note. Number one is you have to realize that you're your own biggest critic and others will never see you in the harsher way that you yourself do. So where you see flaws, others actually could see beauty. And life isn't meant to be perfect. To have flaws is to be human and to be human is to be beautiful. So number two, you can have your strengths without basing them on a standard set by others. Remember that every single person is so different. You can be beautiful, smart, funny. All of the good things stand alone. What I mean by this is, for example, knowing that you are beautiful even though that girl on Instagram is also beautiful. Knowing you're smart even though your sibling is smart too. Never discount your strengths just because you think that other people have them better than you do. Your strengths combined with every other aspect of you, yes, even combined with your weaknesses, is fucking beautiful and that composition, that full person, that is a work of art. That was so cliche, I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, Question 11. Okay, this is an interesting question. Um... Are you single? What is your love life looking like? Okay, so we're segueing away from the advice segments and focusing on the tea. I like this. How do I say this? I am very single, but focusing on myself for now. I don't know. I just, I came out of a weird three month situation where we were dating, but we weren't. Like we found each other and really clicked, but I was leaving the US soon after. So we knew it wasn't going to work long term, but we're still in really good terms, which is new to me importantly though i think if i take something away from this it's that that relationship taught me that i deserve more it came during an era where i was really focused on myself like you truly attract what you are and at that time i was in a good place so my brain is like shocked i also am shocked because i tried the date yourself instead podcast manifestation technique i forgot which episode it is but um i think it worked I mean, I just did it for fun, but like, I, I don't know, like, I, I met this guy like 
a week after I did that and I was like, what is happening? I actually didn't realize that the manifestation was coming to life until like months later. But I also didn't specify that the relationship was supposed to last. Like it was the kind of letter where you had to like detail everything you wanted. And I don't think I was detailed enough. I also am not sure if I actually believe in this stuff, but you, you know, you can't ignore like what's right in front of you. Okay, I've seriously dated like one other person before that since we don't count the one ex who cheated on me in high school and the other ones that were technically more situationships literally never again when i go on dates now i'm so clear about what i want and i'm not afraid to scare them away because if they don't want what i want then they're simply not for me let's move on (laughs) question 12 what's in your tbr right now i love this question first read is my current read it starts with us by colleen hoover I know there's a lot of criticism behind this one because it doesn't like live up to the first book. Um, I do agree that it did not do the nuance of Ryle's character justice, but I barely remember the first book. So I was actually very captivated by this one and it was a nice easy read to get me back into the habit. I've not read in ages though, like since May and compared to how much I read last year, I'm just not at that same point this year. I think it's just because I'm so much busier. What else? Also in my TBR are a couple of non-fics, specifically Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Thinking Fast and Slow. But I'm not really in the mood for non-fiction right now, so let's move on. The last one in my TBR is Hellbent, the second book of Ninth House, which I've been dying to read for over a year now, and it's finally available in paperback, so I can afford it. I bought it for my flight to Edinburgh in a week and a half, but I have a feeling I'll finish it even before that. We'll see. Question 13. Any podcast recs? Yes, yes, and yes. So number one is, again, date yourself instead. If you're in your single era, it's just actually, even if you're not, like, it just teaches you how to love yourself, how to base your happiness on yourself. And I think that's something that we're all missing from our lives. Like, you go to school, you learn life lessons, you but but you it's so hard to learn these specific things like loving yourself you know so this is a really cool podcast and the host is really engaging i love the wellness cafe it's always the best vibe i actually feel like i'm sitting in a cafe and just chatting with a friend i love growing with the flow podcast i've been following nina florence for years she's based in edinburgh and i don't know her vibe actually has inspired me for years like literally just inspired me trying not to care podcast lots of 20s advice and occasionally i will watch call her daddy if the episodes are like with cool people i know for example with zane and harry from too hot to handle like those are cool episodes question 14 what was the highlight of your week okay i'm gonna sound like such an introvert because i am (laughs) my highlight of the week was reading a rom-com in bed yesterday morning as i said earlier i genuinely want to start doing this more often it really starts my day off on a more positive note and guys the vibes were immaculate okay last question question 15 this year is all about blank for you this is a really great question to end this off on this year is all about self-love for me easier said than done actually and the work here never stops i want to say before we end this that self-love is not a goal to chase after it's a lifelong habit to cultivate so I may need to take the whole year, more than a year, my whole life probably to work on this. I I think we are getting there though. I'm in a very different place in my life now than where I was before and I really hope that you guys who are listening to the podcast kind of 
learn from my own experiences i've learned the hard way unfortunately but that's what we have podcasts for so okay that's it it makes me really sad to be ending off this episode because i don't want to take a break for like okay if ever i take a break which okay when i do take this break it's gonna be like only like two to three weeks and then i'll be back right away i already have some guest speakers set up for the next season why am i taking a break where is my life taking me for the next few weeks i will be flying late next week like in a week and a half i'll be flying to edinburgh i'm moving back there for uni for my last year of uni and i am going back earlier on in the summer just because i have like a research project like i was given like a research scholarship type of thing like i i have work basically and i gotta be back there earlier for that i also like it's my last summer as a student in edinburgh and there's this famous musical theater thing that goes on the whole of august called the fringe if you've heard of it so i'm gonna stay there to enjoy that it's literally art music theater like for a full month it is genuinely a festival on every street it's amazing from what i've heard and i will probably be talking about that too in a couple weeks so thank you so much for tuning in not just to this episode because if you've reached this episode you've probably listened to the entire season one which is like it blows my mind we have like over we almost have like 200 followers on the spotify podcast which i know if i think about it it's like it's a small number but like that's 200 people who are actively like keeping up with the podcast in a sense like they get notified kind of in their feed that there's like an episode coming and i'm like wow that's like picture that in a room that's 200 people who care and like we're only on the first season, like 10 episodes launch season. Truly, it means a lot. I had to put in this little segment to thank you guys. So with that, I hope you all have an amazing next couple of weeks and I will see you when I see you. Bye. Bye.